passion and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 3 Podcast. This might be college football, but in afternoon, we have one game in the books. Kentucky uh, letting a nice lead get away earlier in, uh, in Jacksonville, losing to Clemson. We're uh, a couple other games going on right now. Uh, Notre Dame is just uh, destroying Oregon State in the Sun Bowl. And uh, the, the Liberty Bowl is, is it even re- it's, it's about to reach halftime with Memphis' slight lead. Let's check in with Jackie in Virginia. Hello, Jackie. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hey, man. I, I just, I, you know, I love Mark Stoops. I like, I, you know, I'm a big Kentucky fan. I'm tired of the seven, eight game wins every season. I'm tired of today, 21 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. And the defensive coordinator, uh, Brad White, who I think is, can be brilliant. Every time it's third and long, we rush three and we let them throw it. I mean, we're, we're horrible. I, uh, I agree with Sorry. you. I thought, I thought the game plan in the fourth quarter was, was really uh, – it, 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 it's always easy to see on TV, but I don't think that's a hard decision. Uh, pressure the guy. Exactly. We need to put pressure on the quarterbacks when it's third and long, but we don't. And, you know, here we are again, and – once again, I'm, 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 I'm excited about Kentucky because we've got some good recruits coming in, all these transfers, all that good stuff, and we're getting basketball. But, you know, I always, you know, every now and then I always think back about what if we had kept uh, Bear Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Kind of late for that. Hey, thank you very much for the call. Larry is up next. What's up? Did Kentucky lose or win? Kentucky lost by three to Clemson. Man, they did the game in hand. Damn. And they let Clemson beat them. Man, they need to get rid of that bomb. He must be eating, eating dinner with his son or his brother, whoever he is. Okay, where are we Yeah, man, I want to bring something up, too. Uh, I'm in the bald face ass liar. You hear me, I'm in. Why do you say you that? You know you said that. And he said that because Paul Feinbaum, he was mad at us because we were making fun of him for not knowing his own coach at Auburn. And you said he probably thinks it's Tommy Tuberville or somebody well, right, like yeah. that. I, I don't remember. But it wasn't a coach. So he gets all mad and calls me that. And he's just a ball face liar, just like when he called me and cussed me out. Said the F word and all that. He let me tell you, he goes to Spaceman X every once in a while. He gets out there and Spaceman X? Land. I've never heard that one before. Yeah. That boy get out there sometimes on mushrooms. Probably doing them mushrooms. You ever heard of that? After cows done pooed on them or something. Shoot, them people crazy doing that stuff. I'm out right there with them, probably doing a good big bowl of it. Give me some of that mushroom, boy. Girl. <laughs> anyway, I'm ready for the tide, boy, ain't you? Woo! I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped, Jack. I'm starting today. I'm going to start today, man. I'm going to start today. I'm going to be so ready Monday. Whew. Man, just as long as the tide don't let 
let Larry Shepard down, baby. You know what I mean? You there? Well, Larry, I'm just taking notes. I want to make sure I get it all right. Oh, okay. Well, that's good, Paul, that you do. You know what? But I want to say one thing before I'm going to get Miss Rosemary something to eat. You remember that's our man's girlfriend. She's my neighbor. That's Miss. That's our man's girlfriend. You remember her? And he. She said he dated. She dated him one time. And anyway, she said he didn't have nothing. Said he couldn't go do nothing in bed. Well, she Larry, quit him. Larry, don't make fun of our man's manhood. Come on, it's it's a it's a, it's a, well, it's a holiday. I, 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 the world knows it now. Our man. <laughs> well, listen. I'm gonna let some people get on here, boy. I got to get me some beers down. I got to get pumped. Yes, sir. I love you. Love everybody right now, baby. Tuesday, I mean Monday, I'm gonna be one happy camper. Love y'all. I hope you are, Larry. I don't. Well, I don't want to see an unhappy Larry in the new year. How about Rhett calling next? Good afternoon. Hey, Rhett. Uh, <clears throat> hello. Hello. Let's talk about uh, uh, Alabama, Michigan. Yes. I call my daughter. Uh, she lives in Bakersfield, California. Yes, sir. And when I found out they were playing Michigan, and her take on it is Michigan is too soft for Alabama. Okay. Now, a little comment on uh, Michigan. They're like a grasshopper. that lives all summer, only die for the, at the first frost. And the first frost is when they play Alabama. Okay. Hello. Well, Brett, thanks for sharing that. Uh, inf in, was that classified information? Jack is in Atlanta. Hello, Jack. Hello. Hey there. So, what do you think about Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC next year? Jack, I'm really excited by it. Uh, I, I think uh, Texas is maybe slightly better situated uh, coming in here on a big high with Oklahoma letting a game get away yesterday, but but I think they're both uh, going to add uh, great value. What about you? I think so, too. And then what do you think the Big 12 is going to be like when they leave? Uh, I think the Big 12 is losing uh, the two best programs. And I don't – I mean, they've got good teams coming in. They will have Colorado. Arizona is a really uh, great – program uh, after Jed, Jed Fish has done it. Uh, it's a, the question is keeping him right now. He's going he's to be a coach in demand. Um, Colorado, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't think uh, they're adding a lot. They're not replacing the two that, that are leaving. Uh, it's, a good pro, it's a good league, uh, better than the ACC. Uh, that's, about, that's probably what I would say. It's probably the third best league yeah. going into next season. And what do you think, since I'm an Alabama fan, mm -hmm. and what do you think about the Michigan-Alabama game that's going to happen on January 1st? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with most people. I, I favor Alabama. What about you? Do, you? do you have a good feel for it? I don't know. I don't really want to jinx anything, so yeah. I'm just going to wait and see. I'm, uh, I'm sensing you might be just a little bit worried. A little bit, yeah, because at school there's a lot of Georgia fans and other people, so... How are those Georgia fans handling everything? Um, I just go to school and yeah. they just don't really you just, you, you defend just Alabama anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you have to just secretly have the last laugh, huh? Yeah.
So when Alabama beat Georgia, I was really happy. Yeah. But I didn't rub it in anyone's face, so. That's smart. Yeah. Uh, Jack, if I went to school in, in Georgia, I would probably keep my Bama leaning to myself. Yeah. That's a, that's a good lesson in life, Jack. As you get older, mm-hmm. the uh, ability to, to, to not rub it in is, 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 will, will take you a long way in life. Yeah. When, 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 you're, when you're the champion, you don't have to tell anybody. Yes, sir. They already know it. Yeah. Every once in a while, though, Jack, an Alabama fan will, ha- will, will have to let you know his team is the best. But most of the time, Alabama fans are really handle that extremely well, don't you? Hey, thank you, Jack. Thank you very, very, very much. Uh, good to hear from you. Chris is in Georgia. Hello, Chris. Good afternoon. Hey, Paul. How are you? We are doing great. Thank you. Well, I've got a, I've got a couple of things that I want to talk to you about. But first, since you had Jack, I'd like to say that I'm a Georgia fan, and we lost the game. Georgia played probably the worst game that they played all year, and you had to win the game to get into the playoffs, and they didn't. I'm the realistic Georgia fan. So, I mean, Georgia didn't deserve to be in there. But I, what I really want to talk to you about, i got two things, is the – Florida State game, the you know the Orange Bowl. I'm curious as to why all these Florida State players are opting out. They it seems it seems to me that if you wanted to prove something to somebody, that you would have enough pride to say, "I'm going to play in this game. We're going to beat Georgia and prove that we were actually." Should be in should have been in the final four. So I just I just wonder what your opinion was on yeah, that. Yeah, to, to me, uh, I mean, I mean I'll, I'll give you some cliches, but but that that really comes under leadership and and you know, both on the on the on the team and in the coaching staff. And I think there was a failure. I think they did so much crying and whining, and it's, instead of doing that, I think the coach should have done what Nick Saban did last year when they were playing a meaningless bowl game against Kansas State, but he made sure, however he did it, uh, that Bryce Young and Will Anderson agreed to play in the game. And then that was how they were able to galvanize the team to to get fired up and and to make a a lasting impression. Instead, Florida State uh, really came off like a bunch of losers. Uh, They cried and they whined and they went to court and – the players watched that and said, you know what, uh, we don't really want to be there anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I agree. I, I wonder if, you know, with all the transfers they had and all that, if this was like a a one-year deal for Florida State to say, we're going to make it this year, and they didn't make it, and then they just, you know, the whole thing just fell apart. It's a it's a shame because I would I would have liked to seen a competitive game, which it doesn't seem like that's what it's going to be. No, I don't think it will be. But, uh, I think it's going to be a. I mean, frankly, the game is turned into a joke, and that's too bad. Georgia, <coughs> I think Georgia deserved a real opponent, a real opponent, and they they don't have one. I mean, they're playing. It, it would be interesting uh, if if you evaluated the talent on the Florida State team, they would be a a middle of the pack uh, program. 
uh, I don't want to embarrass anyone in the in the SEC, but I mean they're they're a, probably coming into that game no better than than an NC State or North Carolina or or a Maryland. I mean just some middle of the packer who is going to be a three touchdown uh, underdog and will will get run over. It's, it's really a matter of how how much Georgia wants it, and I, I would think they want it pretty badly. We'll take a break. More to come. We are rolling along here on our final show of is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction well with hymns now you can get treated for ed without stepping foot outside your door they're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch hymns provides access to doctor trusted ed treatment options such as chewable hard mints Brand name treatments like Viagra or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com paul. That's HIMS.com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMS.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. We are back, and Iman is up next. Good afternoon, Iman. <laughs> well, good afternoon there, Paul Feinbaum. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. I get to say Thank that. You. Yeah, you know, you know, Paul. Maybe you and I go have this little conversation. Maybe this is over half of your audience has said, but when you and I were coming up, sometimes you put the needle on the record, and it kind of skipped. And you had to put a coin or something on the needle to kind of hold it down in the groove. You remember that? I do, yeah. And and when we got eight tracks, sometimes you had to take a book of matches or something to kind of shove it in there and hold the eight track, you know, to where it tracked right. And you could oh, hear yeah. the, because sometimes it double track. Right. I, I, I've been listening to Larry, and since he switched over to Coors Light, he stumbles around when he talks. And after that, you know, he had that heart attack at the mailbox. It's obvious he's. He's lacking postage. I was thinking about taping a quarter to his head and putting a book of matches in his jaw to straighten him out so he could at least complete a damn sentence. It's obvious his uterize. It's obvious. <laughs> it's, it's obvious his uterize is well worn, and uh, I don't know what he's hearing. But I, I don't know that I've ever called. You know, I, I don't know that I've ever used that word counting today. Maybe, did I say it yesterday more than five times in my entire life? I don't think so. It's just not the common term you throw out there. No. Now, I've got about ten good words that I would have called him, but you can't say them on the radio. No. Other than Bama Jackass. I mean, you, you know, Paul, I tell you what, 
if 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 Michigan wins that game come Monday afternoon, I'm gonna get me a brand new pair of house shoes. You know what I'm gonna do? They may not be much for arch support, but I'm gonna take my left field goal kicking foot and I'm gonna put it right right in, 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 in Larry's anal secretion spot. And then I'm gonna take my right field goal kicking foot and I'm gonna put it right in Legend's anal secretion spot. Now you, you know, my longest field goals have only been about two feet, but that's about all I need to to walk around. Can't you see me walking around with the with a legend and Larry House shoes? I mean, you talking about funny? Pull my finger and, and make me cough. That is funny stuff. That is funny stuff. War Michigan, War Texas, and War Damn Eagle. And and who would have thought we'd have been talking about twenty twenty four? We got a long way to go to the year twenty five twenty five. Have a good day. Thank you very much. You too. Catherine is up next. Hello, Catherine. Hi, Paul. Nice to talk to you today. Thank I you. want to tell you, you're looking good this week. I like that relaxed look that you've got. It's uh, sort of a nice way to end the end of the year. And well, thank you very much. I saw you, yeah, I saw you on um, the Yule Log, too. Um, and I oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good program, and but I didn't, you know, I had so much going on, I didn't, I just called excerpts, but I saw you had on a a pair of khaki pants and a nice uh, beige blazer, and I thought, "Whoa, Paul's looking good there." Yeah, that was that was but, uh, that was done many years ago when I when I dressed more uh, spiffy than I do now. Yeah. Well, listen, I just want to say, uh, I, I give a kudos out. It's not really football, but it is related to the Rose Bowl. We we're here in Kissimmee, Florida, and Osceola County, and we have a well-known rodeo at least twice a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's rodeo and cattle, horses, citrus has been a big foundation for our county, and we're you know we're over a hundred years old. Well, the Silver Spurs Rodeo Quadrille Team are going to be participating in the Rose Bowl Parade, oh. and um, that's really a great thing for and a big honor for our for our community. That here. is amazing. Uh, yeah. Well, well, Catherine, I, I may have alluded to this earlier, but the uh... The crew, the SEC Nation crew, is going to be on a float too. Oh, cool! So uh, well, I'll try to uh, I'll try to look them up. Yeah, they. Um, I don't know. You know, people know what a quadrille is, but it's sort of like a square dancing on horses. And um, you know, like I say, um, we're so rich or have been. Unfortunately, with all the development and stuff, we've lost so much acreage that you know was farmed and had cattle and stuff but um we've got just some great ranching uh families here and i will say a lot of them are florida gator fans and um i'm sure they're uh, boosters and all but anyway listen you guys have a safe safe trip and uh we'll be looking forward to the game and uh, happy new year happy you. new year Catherine. thank you very much for uh, your uh, comments on my uh Sartorial splendor. Jace is up next in Augusta. Hello, Jace. Hey, Paul. I, I just wanted to uh, um, um, bring up a, a one thing uh, off, off the top of my head. Uh, um, I, I've been in touch with uh, Matt from San Antonio. Oh yeah. Um, he is going. Yeah, he's going through some uh, some, some health issues. Right. Um, so I, I would ask that you know. 
um, the, the Paul Five Mom Nation, you know, keep him keep him uh, in his prayers. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I know I, I know a lot of people make fun of Matt, but but um, you know, I mean, um, he he's a I, I say kid because I, I, I'm 56 years old and, and Matt's you know in his 30s, but uh, you know, I would just ask you know this time of the year that they keep Matt in, in their prayers as far as his health goes. Um, um, and I would appreciate that. We will. Uh, and we, we had a brief conversation with him a couple of days ago, and I know that he explained some of it. So thanks for sharing that with us. We, we deeply uh, appreciate your uh, call. And Christy is in Tennessee. Hello, Christy. Hello. Hey there. First, I want to say roll tide. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I just want to talk about the uh, national championship, and I think that Alabama should have a rematch with Texas because we're not the same team we were when we played them the first time. No. I hope you're right. Yes. And I just want, you know, Jalen Milrow to have a chance at a better game this time. Well, I think if that happens, uh, there's no question that he will. Hey, thank you for the call. Uh, They need to get past Michigan first, though. Let's uh, take a break. We have, uh, speaking about Alabama, we're going to talk about how the Saban dynasty compares with oh, some of the more famous dynasties in world history. Coming up next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. As uh, we get closer to the end of uh, the new, the old year and uh, ring out the new, we... uh, are really excited to say hello to Matt Stahl, who uh, works for AL.com and covers the Tide, and has uh, really done, uh, actually covers uh, all of college football for them, and has done a uh, really interesting dive here on how does Nick Saban's dynasty stack up with empires of history. We're, we're talking, we're not just talking about college football history, we're talking about Roman history. Matt, great to see you. Uh, thank you very, very much. So uh, I'm, I'm just uh, really curious uh, as a historian uh, how you came up with this and, and where you went to research it. Good afternoon. After the Texas game, I got a text from another writer telling me, you know, oh, congratulations on getting to cover the crumbling Roman Empire here. And 
you know, you hear that a lot whenever Alabama loses a game. You'll hear things like the dynasty's dying, the empire is crumbling. And really, you know, I, I have fun sometimes just sort of walking out the kind of ridiculous things we say in college football sometimes just to their logical conclusion, I think. And this was just one of those where I was looking for something interesting to do during the season. And, you know, it's a history minor in college, so I know a little bit about how to do some of this research in a way that isn't just, I don't think, overloading people with just, you know, reading like a history book sort of thing. So it sort of snowballed from there. So uh, clearly dynasties have fairly predictable runs. The Roman Empire had a bad ending, Uh, a couple of near misses, but it finally capsized. and in Alabama's case, this has been going on a long time. And, and I'm, I'm curious, though, because there, there always seems to be people use the word dynasty, Matt. Uh, and do you have a pretty good uh, definition of what that means? Because Alabama has won uh, at, at the highest level, may win again in two weeks. But in the last six or seven years, it, it hasn't won every year or, or almost every year. Yeah, you know, the word dynasty is interesting because really at its the simplest definition, it's more of a like line of succession sort of thing as a dynasty where, you know, if there were, say, you know, 10 Sabans in a row that were the head coach of Alabama winning all these titles, like that would be more of a dynasty than the current thing where I, I feel like if we're getting really technical with it, maybe empire works a little better, just being a large, powerful thing in a just big area sort of works but yeah it's uh it's it's a little bit tricky like it's not a word dynasty i mean that really quite fits what's happened at alabama under Saban. Yeah, but i think that's a fair point i think empire is pretty powerful as well I mean, you you th- you you of course the roman it was not referred to as the roman dynasty it was the roman empire uh, and it had a number of uh, pretty famous leaders a few by the name of caesar um, obviously, uh, but doing a, a compare and contrast, uh, going back to uh, the days of Augustus Caesar or Julius Caesar, uh, do you see similarities between <laughs> loaded question here how they how they ran the uh, how they ran that empire versus what Nick Saban does in Tuscaloosa? You know, I think I think there's some. It's really hard, and I said this in the story. You know, it's hard to make really direct comparisons, I think, between an empire and a football team. Uh, and I, if, if you read the story I put in there, just a quote from a history professor who was declining to be interviewed, telling me such. And it's a really, it's a ridiculous comparison to make, at least on the surface. I, I agree with that, but, you know, it would be much fun if I just put that and that was the end of the story. But I, I think you can look at, I, I know, like the, one of the points I made in the um, in in the story comes from uh, this book right here, uh, New Hit, uh, the Fall of the Roman Empire by Peter Heather, about how some of the things that caused the fall of the Roman Empire, at least in his eyes, weren't so much internal like issues of what things that were going wrong inside the empire, as some had said. It was more like the barbarians surrounding the empire had grown up in a sense, really in part because they'd been in contact with the Roman Empire for so long and were able to grow and sort of mature into this thing that sort of coupled with some problems religiously, economically, stuff like that inside the empire were able to eventually 
uh, topple it. I mean, you could look at you could look at that and you can say, oh, well, that's Georgia, uh, that's Texas, that's all these other programs that have really just sort of taken the Saban way of doing things and adapted it outside of Alabama. Yeah, and again, uh, as anyone knows who's, who's studied all this, uh, you know, Rome, Rome had to vanquish another legendary empire down the street uh, over in Greece, but what did them in, uh, they, they, got, they got too big. Uh, th that's not really the case with Alabama, but you mentioned Georgia, and I think that's the most interesting part of this, that Georgia was clearly the greatest threat. And not only was it, uh, you know, it wasn't some enemy across the country, it was a Nick Saban creation. Uh, so, I, I mean, how, how does that play into it, the fact that Saban essentially has vanquished Kirby Smart, even, even though Kirby has that one critically important win, uh, it, doesn't, it has not seemed to really face too many people or doesn't face too many people right now in Pasadena or, or in Tuscaloosa. No, absolutely. And it's one of those things where it's a real difference between, uh, I think, what happens at Alabama and what happened to the Roman Empire is, I, I mean, you could you could say for a second, you know, people were saying it before the season that it was kind of, it seemed like it was maybe done for Alabama. I mean, even early in this season when they lost to Texas, looked so bad against South Florida. Uh, meanwhile, Georgia just kept on trucking through the, through. I mean, the whole season until, until they played Alabama that like this is the new dynasty and it's a new it's this thing that Nick Saban kind of helped create with Kirby Smart and they're built really in the image of Alabama right down the road but then Alabama goes and wins that SEC championship game and Alabama's in the college football playoff and you know Georgia's not it's a you know different situation not I, not everything's comparable to the Roman Empire in this situation Matt, another thing that has brought, brought down all great empires is hubris. Um, and I've detected something from Alabama this week. Uh, I mean, you're getting a lot of, we're still Alabama. Uh, it, it almost is the theme, uh, you know, the disrespect, the contempt. Uh, you know, we talked to uh, Perry and Arnold the other day and Jalen Milrow and the whole Lank thing. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, if, if Alabama loses Monday, we may go back and study this a little bit deeper, but I'm just curious, having a front row seat, how you interpret all of that. It could be, you know, and one of those things where, uh, you know, Nick Saban has always said this, Alabama coaches have always said this, and Kevin Steele said it today at a press conference ahead of the Rose Bowl that, you know, whether Alabama wins or loses is always about Alabama at least in their eyes. It's not about Michigan. It's not about Georgia, Texas, et cetera. It's does Alabama know what it needs to do? And does Alabama execute that thing? And I think some of that, you know, I think the players see it that way. I do feel like some of the players were, I, I, without reading too much into things that they've said or haven't said, like maybe did feel a little bit disrespected early on the season. I mean, they did lose, they lost to Texas uh you know had that close call against south florida and I, I people were down on him for the early part of the year it took him a while to get back into the good grace i mean even some ex-alabama players were on social media talking about you know this team doesn't have it compared to some of the other teams that have you know nick saban has had in the past so i don't know i don't know that you're really looking at hubris this week so much as it's sort of just alabama being what alabama's always been 
Yeah, uh, but uh, again, these are, uh, we're, I'm probably jumping the gun thinking about all these things in, in, in the event that they don't win, but it seems like almost everyone thinks they are going to win. Uh, what, what have you been able to discern from your, your travels and just being around the, the scene before we get out there in, in about eight hours? You know, everybody seems confident in this game. Like, I think both teams have what they think is the matchup they want, maybe. Like, if I, I texted somebody earlier this week who had asked me to uh, prognosticate about the game. I said, they've got them right where they want them, but I'm not sure who they are. And yeah, I think that's, I think both teams are feeling pretty good about themselves. I think both teams, I mean, Alabama has some of this deep passing game with fast receivers that I think is going to cause some issues for Michigan. Michigan's got a run game that, I mean, you've seen some run teams cause issues for Alabama this season. So I, I'm not going to make any sort of score prediction, outcome prediction, any of that, other than I don't think, I don't think we're looking at blowout either way here. Like, I think it's going to be a very, very good game on Monday. Matt, thank you very much. Uh, Matt's all joining us uh, from uh, California on the Alabama Empire and how much longer it has in it. We'll take a short break. We are back with much, much more. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Welcome back. Someday is calling next. Good afternoon to you. How are you? Doing well. Good to speak to you, Paul. How are you? We're doing great. Coming up on the uh, end of 2023. I have a couple of perspectives. May I speak? Sure, absolutely. Okay, first one is I'm Mays Beaver Cleaver. Didn't use the Quick Dynasty, which started in 1636, since America is so close to China, then using the Roman Empire. But I, I understand, right? Exactly. It's always, it's always, yeah, easy, to, it's always easy to pick on uh, the poor Roman Empire. <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? They're so, they're so failed, and they have, they went after one of the biggest persons on this planet. Well, we have yet to see him, Jesus. And mm, Anyway, second thing is, are you familiar with Jeff Dunham? Yes, yes. Okay, great. I would like to know, does Larry get subsidies for Bubba J? <laughs> I, think he, I think he does. <laughs> Good enough. Good to talk to you. Hey, thank you very much. Uh, you bet. You have a great year. Thank you. A great new year, I should say. Uh, Jack is in Orlando. Hello, Jack. Hi, Paul. First time caller. Wonderful. Thank you. Can you tell me how Michigan got in the playoffs and at number one because they played 11 and a half cupcakes? Ohio State's the only good team they played. They didn't play anyone out of their conference. Well, that they... They slowly matriculated up to up the food chain, and their uh, their last three games is what what happened. The you know, the win over Penn State on the road, which to me very inflated Maryland average, and the Ohio State game really mattered though because Ohio State had been the number two team uh, earlier in the year. They were the number one team, so this convoluted system that we have valued that win very much and in a compare and contrast they they rated better than washington and that was the only other uh, undefeated team in contention other than florida state who we, we i think we've hashed that one out a few times right well the real reason michigan loses in the playoffs because they actually have to play good teams true and and to me that's really what this is about michigan looks really good uh, they have all the stats. 
there's a there, for whatever reason, not only are they do they remain the favorite, but they're the power rating favorite. Uh, the betting line hasn't really moved a lot, so that means that people that are betting on the game are, are not jumping on Alabama. Many believe that will change as we get closer to the kickoff. Uh, hasn't yet. Thank you for the call. Let's uh, check in with Carmack up next. How are you? Hey, Paul. I'm Will. How are you? We're doing great. Thank you. I'm sorry I, if you hear screaming babies. I, I thought I was going to get in before I got home. But, so basically in life, I'm a professional peacemaker. And I don't want any SEC fans to panic. I guess everything's okay. Just because Kentucky lost, we're not, the SEC's not losing it. You had Kentucky, who is probably the number eight program in the SEC, matched up with what is probably the number two program in the ACC. And the problem, I mean, this is how I know that the SEC is going nowhere, is because that's a good matchup. Very interesting logic there. Thank you for the call. <laughs> Kenny is in Kentucky. Hello, Kenny. Hey, Paul. It's nice to talk to you, sir. Thanks Thank for you. having me on. Um, you were talking about fallen empires earlier with the Roman Empire in Alabama and stuff like right. that. I, I honestly believe that there is one empire. This time is extremely limited, limited here coming up, and, and that is the NCAA as a sanctioning body. I believe that it is so poorly run, or so poorly ran, their decisions are, are archaic and off the wall when it comes to certain things, that over a period of time, and hopefully shortly, these conferences like the SEC and the ACC or the Big 12, Big 10, they are going to be, get tired of dealing with the NCAA. They're going to form their own. Kenny, Kenny I, I agree with you, but you, you have to remember something, though. All the, all the leaders, uh, well, not all, but some of the most important leaders of college football still, they, they are part of the system, too, which means they have been institutionalized. Uh, you hear that phrase a lot uh, in legal matters. Yes. Uh, you hear it in other matters. But, that, but that's really... The, 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 for all the things that we want to criticize the NCAA for, the people that are not working for them but that are running a lot of these leagues have been part of it for so long that they are ultimately uh, or partially to blame because they, they have had, uh, for at least 10 years, the Power Five commissioners have had far more influence than the NCAA president. And if these people wanted something to change, if they, if, they, if they insisted that NIL be ex accepted, they could have made it happen, and they didn't. Uh, and, and now they're scrambling. Uh, it's a great question, though. Thank you very much for the call. Mark is in Kentucky. Uh, hey, Mark. Mark, you there? Yes, sir. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. Uh, I've actually got uh, three questions now. This is not on, the, uh, on, bat, uh, on football. That's okay. Uh, First-time caller, by the way. Great. Um, hey, uh, my question is about the Kentucky Wildcat basketball program. Uh, three questions all, all in one here. Number one, how do you see Calipari working in these seven-footers with all the foul trouble and, and that? How do you see them maturing 
uh, through March. How do you think Kentucky will do in March? And then look into next year, uh, Lyon County, which I attended there. Sure. Uh, Lyon County's Tyler Perry. How do you see them that they can work him in? Well, I, I cannot wait, uh, I cannot wait to see him, uh, Mark, because I've heard so much about him. Uh, I am going to fall under the trap again, but I believe in Kentucky. I believe in Calipari. <laughs> I have been burned. I don't care. But I feel like this team, I watched some of the North Carolina game. They look a little bit different. Uh, I think this team is going to get it done in March, finally. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.